0: Hello, and welcome to Nutmeg, a Premier League podcast. Every week, we break down the latest matches, cover off-field drama, and inevitably discuss VAR. I'm Jackie.
1: And I'm Josh. If you enjoy our show, subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter at nutmegpod or our website, NutmeggedPodcast.com. Please rate and review the show on your preferred platform to help other listeners find us. Hi, and welcome to our Match Day 3 preview. I'm really excited for this week's fixtures, Jackie. The Liverpool-Arsenal game is the big one everybody's talking about. Yep. But I think there are a few other really interesting matches before that. We are seeing the first instances of COVID pop up, and we'll see how they impact the league. Yeah. And even though we're a couple of weeks into the season, there are still some new and notable transfers to talk about. Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. Okay. Brighton versus Man United.
0: Yeah, Brighton have looked really good so far this season. Graham Potter is doing a really good job. He has them very well organized. Lamptey, I think, has been one of the most impressive players so far this season. He's tearing it up on the right side. He's so fast, very skillful, very hard to stop unless you foul him, which I think he's going to have to get used to. Um, So he should be a handful for United to deal with, especially since they're currently looking for another left back. So that's an area to watch. And United need a good performance to bounce back from their sluggish start last week.
1: And depth and the defense are two things that people commonly criticize United for. Remind us what Crystal Palace exploited when they beat United last weekend, and if that's something you think Brighton can also attack.
0: I think they mostly exploited the lack of pace between Lindelof and Maguire when United push up and we're pushing for an equalizer and have most of the team up the field, leaving Lindelof and Maguire kind of exposed. That that led to some pretty blistering counterattacks from Crystal Palace because they just couldn't match the speed of players like Zaha. So it's difficult for that pairing to get back quickly. Um, and they got a penalty, Crystal Palace, which we should note because that was helpful. Um, So, yeah, I think it'll be tough, but I I think United will really want to bounce back here.
1: And United beat Luton Town this past week in the League Cup. Mm -hmm. Greenwood and Rashford both came off the bench to score an extra time. Yep. Do you think that Greenwood should be in the starting lineup against Brighton this weekend?
0: Definitely. I think, unfortunately, Dan James, who's very fast and has a lot of potential, but he just hasn't uh, lived up to it yet. Looks a little bit too eager to shoot, um, just isn't isn't really performing too well at the moment, and I think needs some of the pressure off of him. So I think Greenwood has to be starting on the right wing until maybe they bring in Jaden Sancho, but as of now and until they have a little bit more depth, he has to start.
1: And what's your predicted outcome for this match?
0: I think United will win. I think they'll bounce back with a good performance, but I do think it will be a tougher challenge than they expect. Because I think Brighton are going to surprise a lot of people this season.
1: Okay, let's move on. Crystal Palace versus Everton. This is one of the games I'm really looking forward to this weekend.
0: Two of the top teams in the league.
1: Two of the teams (laughs) that I think are unexpectedly unbeaten so far.
0: Top of the table clash.
1: What's your initial instinct for this game?
0: Everton win, but I think it'll be a good game. Crystal Palace have been doing well. But I think Everton just have the better team overall.
1: And what makes you say that?
0: Yeah, I think... Ancelotti's a great manager. I think he has them really well-organized, and I think just the individual quality of James Rodriguez, Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison, I just think they'll be too much for Crystal Palace.
1: Okay. And Crystal Palace's defense is, I think, a little bit still undermanned. You've still got Gary Cahill out, for example. He's a, yep. become a pretty key player for them. Yeah. Is there a type of formation that you think they could play that would combat Everton that they don't usually play? Do you expect them to do anything different than usual?
0: No, I wouldn't be surprised to see them stick with the 4-4-2 that they used last week against United. I think that worked very well. Um, having Zaha up front and Ayu and just some willing runners up front kind of sitting back, defending, and then counterattacking. I think that could work well.
1: Is Zaha going to be captain again?
0: I have No idea.
1: I put him in my fantasy team this week. <laughs> okay. I was gonna put in James Rodriguez actually, and then it's I pretty realized. Pretty expensive now. He well, when I looked, he was seven point five. He might have gone up, uh, which is has a little bit cheaper than that. But I already had Pickford, and I already had Calvert Lewin, as I mentioned last week. And lucky. I and I and I agree with you. I think that Everton probably will win the game, but I got a little bit nervous and decided that I should hedge and have a Crystal Palace player instead of. Three from Everton in case something horrific happens. Okay. I have my fantasy team to think about. That's right. Okay. Let's keep going. West Brom versus Chelsea. Yes. The big game of the weekend for us. (laughs) In in case. I hope not. (laughs) In in case listeners haven't already been
0: convinced that we love
1: Chelsea, they'll, they'll hear it again and again. This is a game that we should win easily.
0: We'll try not to be annoying about it, though. Um,
1: not not we. This is a game that Chelsea should win easily. That's right.
0: Hopefully, Chelsea have a habit of making those games more tense than I would like. Um, but yes, they if they want to be up top and up in the top four and a solid, you know, contending team going forward, they need to be winning games like this. So. With all due respect to West Brom, it should be a Chelsea win. And I say that with trepidation now because you never know.
1: Now, remind me what the red card rules are as they apply to managers. Is Slavin Bilic allowed back this game or is is he not? No,
0: I think unless he appeals and I haven't heard anything about that, then he should be not able to be on the touchline.
1: Okay. Which is a shame because I like him. And it would have been fun to see him and Frank interact given that they were once uh, teammates at West Ham way back in the day. Hmm. And I don't know if many people know that. I, I it, it, it popped up when I was just Googling ahead of this podcast.
0: Interesting.
1: Uh, and, and there are some funny links because obviously Ivanovic, who was a Chelsea legend, is now at West Brom. Yep. I'm sure that and Bilic would have loved to... Beat Chelsea, get them themselves the first <laughs> yeah. win of the season. Definitely. Over his old teammate. Yeah,
0: I mean, never say never. They but, looked a little better last week, but yeah, hopefully Chelsea should have too much for them. Kai Havertz looks like he's found his groove now. He had a hat trick midweek in the League Cup. He played very, very well as a number 10, um looked much more comfortable, combined really well with Tammy Abraham and Mason Mount. The whole team just looked like they were starting to gel a little bit. They had Very little preseason together. So it was kind of a good practice match with all respect to Barnsley. Um, And Tiago Silva made his debut and looked very comfortable in the back. So it's looking good. And finally, Eduard Mendy is confirmed. So Kepa's days are officially numbered.
1: And let's talk about that a little bit more. The 6 0 win over Barnsley was a good one, like you said. It wasn't as easy as it. The final score looks on paper. Barnsley had some good chances. I think Caballero made some pretty great saves. Yeah, that he did well. Most people watching that game would have realized that, that Kepa probably would have let in. Do you expect Caballero to start this game? Is Kepa no longer going to make an appearance for Chelsea?
0: I don't know, but I, I would start Caballero if Mendy... I doubt Mendy will be ready. He's only been there for a day. Um, so I would start Caballero, but... Who knows, they might want to try to preserve Kepa's value, but for the sake of my nerves, I hope not.
1: And hopefully Timo Werner can get his first actual goal, not not just win us a penalty this weekend.
0: Yeah, that would be great. He's worked very hard, and he's looked really sharp in the first two games, but he needs to score soon, so hopefully this week is it.
1: I captained him in fantasy for the Uh-oh. first time. so
0: <laughs> Don't that, jinx him.
1: That usually doesn't go well, but maybe it will this oh, time. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Burnley versus Southampton. Burnley's only played one game so far. They lost to Leicester, so they're looking for their first win. Mm-hmm. Southampton has struggled this season. Maybe, so far. Maybe more yeah. than people have expected in, in the first two games. How do you think this game will go?
0: I have to admit, I don't think this will be the most exciting game of the weekend. But <laughs> considering, ha- considering how many goals have been flying in, maybe this will be like a 7-5 thriller. Um, Burnley, I think, will be a little bit conservative to try to not lose. And I think, which is kind of how they play generally. And I think Southampton will try to be a bit more careful as well because they let in five goals last weekend and really need some points. Um, so I could see this one being a little bit dull, but you never know. It's been, it's been a goal fest so far.
1: Yeah. Last weekend there were 44 goals scored the record. For a Premier League game week. The wow. previous record was 43, so they didn't beat it by a lot. Wow. But it's it's the most we've ever had in a weekend.
0: I think that'll be a trend all season because VAR and the new handball rules and all, all that. There's already been a lot of penalties, and I think defending is just not very trendy anymore, so... I think there'll be a lot of goals scored, it's, it seems which is fun way. for us.
1: It seems that way.
0: Plus Leeds. and, just, and that's all I need to say. And, and on the
1: and on the theme of no defending, I was gonna use that as my transition into Leeds, but you <laughs> ruined it for me. Sorry, uh, but let's talk about Sheffield United versus Leeds. Yes, and I did one say, of those
0: teams defend. And
1: I did say Sheffield United, not just Sheffield, as I yes. often forget,
0: because that's the worst.
1: Right, sorry again, Sheffield Wednesday fans of being or just
0: people with ears
1: or people with ears. <laughs> I've been <laughs> notified. But how do you think this game is going to go? Sheffield United versus Leeds. Obviously, it's going to be another 4-3. Who's going to win?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a funny trend to have started. Um, I think Sheffield United really need some points. They've lost both of their first two games. They were pretty unlucky last week with the red card early um, to lose to Aston Villa. But they need to start getting some points. I don't know. This one could be interesting because Jeffrey and I have a really tough schedule going forward. I would be tempted if I were Chris Wilder to kind of shut up shop and just try to not let Leeds score. But that's tough, too, because Leeds are very good going forward. So this could be a really interesting kind of tactical battle between Wilder and Bielsa.
1: And who do you think will come out on top?
0: I'll put this one down as a draw.
1: Down as a draw? Yeah. A high-scoring draw or a low-scoring draw? i
0: say like a 2-2 or a 3-3. Sheffield United haven't looked as solid defensively. Leeds speaks for themselves. But I think both teams will score. Okay, moving on to Spurs and Newcastle. What do you expect?
1: I think that Spurs should be able to win this game. They had a huge win last week, obviously.
0: Newcastle had a huge 7-0 win in the League Cup midweek.
1: That's true. <laughs> That's true. But this is the Premier League that yes. we're talking about. Um, look, I think Spurs' is win last weekend was a little uncharacteristic and they really exploited the way their opponent played and, and you can touch on that in a little bit more detail the suicidal highline as you talked about southampton
0: but uncharacteristic for spurs
1: uncharacteristic and i don't think they're going to win every game five two i don't hmm. think they're going to score five goals a game i don't think that son's going to score score four i don't think harry kane's going to get four assists in a goal
0: not I, even when gareth bale arrives when is he's he, not playing this
1: weekend. When, when is he coming back from injury? When will he a few join weeks, the team? So I
0: think he's not fit yet.
1: So let's wait a few weeks till he gets back, <laughs> and then maybe they'll score five goals. Okay. If he's everything, so he's you think it'll be closer?
0: Said to be. Okay.
1: I would guess it should be two-one Spurs or something like that.
0: Okay. Now Newcastle actually won this game last year,
1: and they do have better players than they did last year. Arguably, Callum I think it was Wilson. one of
0: Joe Allenton's rare goals.
1: Do you think that Newcastle is going to win? You seem to be kind of angling no. in that direction. No. no. <laughs> You're just no. just testing me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I think Spurs probably can win. I think they should win. I think it'll be disappointing and a pretty big step back from last week if they don't win. Having said that, I would be happy to see Newcastle win this game.
0: Ooh. Okay. Well, I would be curious to see if Spurs look sluggish and tired like they did against Everton. Because they played in Macedonia midweek in the Europa League. Um, so that's a pretty decent flight home. And Harry Kane and Sun both had to come on. like mm-hmm. they ideally wouldn't have played, but they did. Um, so interesting to see how quickly their crazy fixture list catches up with them.
1: How many times this season do you think Jose will complain about the schedule? Once a week, twice a week?
0: I think he's on like three already and we're in the third week. So I'm yeah. gonna go with a good solid once a week. Yeah, you could yeah.
1: you could make that a real drinking game at some point.
0: In his slight defense, they do have an insane schedule. They were actually a little bit lucky this week because they were supposed to play on Tuesday night against Leighton Orient in the League Cup, and then Thursday night in Macedonia, and then Saturday in the league, so or Sunday. But so they have a pretty insane schedule. Um, that is pretty. they precious. were lucky that Leighton Orient unfortunately came down with I think, 10 cases of COVID. So that game has been postponed and or canceled. They might get up just a straight bye to the next round, Spurs, um, in which case they would play Chelsea. But so they actually lucked out that they didn't have to play two games in 48 hours. But for once, I think Jose has a point that the schedule is insane.
1: You know, once I went to have COVID, but Jose and his assistant were probably thrilled. Let's keep going. Man City, Leicester. Okay. Talk to us. Being me and the listeners, there's no one else in this room. <laughs> uh, just, just in case you thought I was seeing ghosts, uh, talk to us. There um, may
0: or may not be a puppy.
1: That's true. There, there is a puppy, but who knows if she ever listens to what you say?
0: Better seen and not heard.
1: Mm-hmm. Usually heard and not seen. <laughs> uh, t- talk to us about Indeedee's injury, what yeah. it means for Lester, and how it will affect their formation and their tactics this weekend.
0: I think that is terrible news for Leicester. He's one of their best players. He kind of holds that team together, the base of midfield. He really protects the defense. The past two weeks while Johnny Evans has been out, he has played as a center back, kind of a makeshift center back, but he's done pretty well. They've won both of their games. And I think losing him is a big blow. They don't really have another player like him Mendy has played at the base of midfield for them, but he's not quite the same. So that's that's tough. Last season when he was out for a few weeks, they struggled, and I would not be surprised if they start letting in more goals than they'd like with him out. I think he's up, out up to 12 weeks. It's that abductor muscle that um, Christian Pulisic also had. It seems a like bad a, injury last year.
1: That seems like a finicky one. You wouldn't think it would be that serious an mm-hmm. injury, but it doesn't really seem to go away.
0: Brendan Rodgers said that he indeed he might have to get surgery on it, so it looks like it could be up to 12 weeks out, which is a big concern for Leicester, mm-hmm. so we'll see. But yeah. I, I wouldn't have had them down to beat Manchester City anyway, but I think now it'll be even more of a struggle.
1: And going back to a couple of weeks ago in our preview episode, you kind of talked about how... Leicester was still a little bit beset by injuries and hadn't fully recovered yet, and you thought maybe the second half of the season was, if not more important, a better chance for them just because they would hopefully have a more fit squad. And I guess that's doubly true now because they've taken a a step back
0: versus a step forward. Yeah, just another major injury. Good news is that James Madison is returning. He just started in the League Cup, so it looks like he's ready to play again. That should help in terms of creativity in midfield, but now I think defending will be more of an issue.
1: So if you're Pep and you're grinning and excitedly planning for this game because of this injury... Guys! (laughs) How do you exploit Lester's new weakness?
0: I don't think he's going to do anything different. I think he would have just been attacking anyway. So I think you might want to attack a little bit more through the center now rather than the flanks, but I think he'll just go for all-out attack like he does anyway.
1: And what does that mean for... His formation. Do you think that there will be any? any Do you think there will be any surprising changes to the lineup?
0: Pep likes to rotate, so I wouldn't be surprised to see I don't know somebody important sit out like a Sterling or whoever. But no, I think it'll be pretty much the same as it was on Monday. Makes sense. De Bruyne, Foden. I would expect to see them all.
1: Yeah, let's keep rolling. West Ham Wolves. Yes. Many have said. Many in the world. That this might be West Ham's only chance to win a point through November because of the schedule they have coming up.
0: Well, by Wolf, definition, it is not their only chance. It might be their best chance.
1: Their best chance, to clarify. West Ham.
0: I sound like a know it all. Sorry.
1: You, you did, but it was okay. <laughs> it was, it was you, you knew it all in that moment. Pedantic. So, uh, not West Ham, sorry. Wolves yes. are a great team. West Ham, right now, unfortunately, are not. So I don't think it's necessarily going to be easy for West Ham to win a point here. My guess is they're probably going to lose this game. Do you agree or disagree?
0: I do think that Wolves will win this game. The big issue around West Ham right now is their COVID mini crisis. Their manager, David Moyes, tested positive for COVID, as did two of their players, Cullen and Diop. um, Just before their League Cup game, they actually had to just immediately leave the stadium on Wednesday night. So that's an issue. I don't think he'll be able to actually... On the touchline, so he'll have to coach over he's, Zoom or yeah, I heard something. Managing remotely. Yeah, I don't know how just, that's going to work. Yeah, it seems like it'll be strange.
1: Yeah. I guess he'll be watching the game on TV mm-hmm. and just texting his assistants or something like that. But
0: that'll be a, a challenge.
1: I, I remember we were watching the game last weekend and you could hear him screaming. Yeah, he was loud. And uh, I, I'm sure he won't be quite as intimidating just <laughs> through texts.
0: No. So I think West Ham are in for a tough. Tough run, because through November, their schedule is a nightmare. And while I think they have a chance against the Wolves, Wolves should still be favorites.
1: Okay. A part of me wants to mention Declan Rice, and a part of me doesn't, because that rumor hasn't gone away. So maybe we'll table it for now. Yeah, I think we can
0: leave that until there's more on that, but I think that's going to come up again.
1: Touch on Antonio briefly. West Ham's striker. They obviously need goals from him if Mm -hmm. they're going to stay up this season. How do you think he's played in the first couple of games, and how do you think he's going to play this weekend?
0: Yeah, I think he's done well. I think it's been a smart move from David Moyes to make him into a striker. He's kind of always been a winger, midfielder, but he's very strong, very fast, has given defenses a lot of trouble. He gave Arsenal a tough time last weekend, scored their one goal against Arsenal. Um, So I think that's kind of an experiment that has worked well and they should stick with. So I think he can give Wolves a hard time, but they do have pretty strong, big defenders. So I don't think it'll be you know, the easiest game for him to get into, but he's definitely their best threat.
1: Okay. Anything else to be aware of before this game, either in relation to Wolves or West Ham? Uh, just that
0: Wolves signed Nelson Semedo from Barcelona, so that'll be an interesting signing. He's going to be right back replacing Doherty. And I think that makes eight George Mendez clients now at Wolves. So they're really turning into yeah, there an is interesting a, team. His
1: own team, Fulham Aston Villa. Is this the game in which Fulham finally wins a point?
0: They are going to really, really hope so because these are the types of games that they have to win to stand a chance of survival. But same goes for Aston Villa. They need to win against the teams that will be around them, kind of scrapping for relegation. So we'll see.
1: Aston Villa, one win to start the season, only one game. So technically undefeated. Fulham, two losses. Whatever the opposite of undefeated is. Very much defeated. Very much defeated. (laughs) Yes. So this will be interesting.
0: Yeah, I think Villa will be favorites here. They looked pretty good, actually, against Sheffield United. They had... 10 men to play against for most of the game. But when Sheffield United had 11 in the first few minutes, they looked good. They were creating chances. Their new goalkeeper, Martinez, looks really good. Ali Watkins seems to be fitting in well up front. So I think Villa are improved over last season, and that should be enough to win.
1: Yeah, I I don't think this game will be scoreless. I I say that not knowing if anyone expected it to be scoreless, (laughs) to be honest. But when Fulham played Arsenal... The narrative was about how they were struggling to create chances and then they had surprisingly three goals against Leeds last weekend. Yeah. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is I think that Aston Villa is gonna to have to score a few goals to win this game. I don't think Fulham is gonna uh, make it easy for him.
0: Yeah, I think if Mitrovic is fit and I think he is up front, then Fulham will be able to score. I don't think I think he'll give Villa's defense a hard time.
1: Okay. Outcome of that game.
0: I'm going to go with a draw. All right. Give Fulham some hope.
1: Okay. <laughs> but not that much. No. let not be crazy. Liverpool-Arsenal. Okay. The big game of the week. Yeah, this one will be fun. They play each other twice this week, I believe. Mm-hmm. League Cup and Premier League. And
0: both times at Anfield, I think.
1: And both times not at Not ideal
0: Arfield. for Arsenal.
1: No. But last time they played, Arsenal won in the Community Shield. They did.
0: On penalties. But also in the league earlier... Um, just after Liverpool had won the title. Arsenal did beat them, so they've won the past two.
1: Do you think they'll make it three, or do you think Liverpool will win this game?
0: I think in the league game Liverpool will win, or they'll draw. I can't see Liverpool losing at Anfield. They haven't lost there in several years now. Um, I think Arsenal will give them a good game, and I would recommend keeping 11 people on the pitch, because that works better. Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I think Arteta will set them up and make them hard to beat, and I think it'll be a tough game for Liverpool, but I still would expect them to trouble Arsenal's defence too much.
1: It's interesting, your point about them probably not losing at Anfield. It seems like these teams are still really holding on to the value of home advantage, even though there are no fans in the stadiums, and we don't know when they'll be back. Yeah, There are a couple of teams that obviously would have really benefited from fans this season, like Leeds, for example, you were talking about that. earlier on off the podcast. Um, How do you think these teams and these managers sustain the momentum they might get from playing at home in a situation in which there are no fans?
0: I think it's tough. I think obviously you don't have that energy from the crowd to psych you up, but I think you just need to motivate yourselves and I think there's still an advantage in terms of just knowing the pitch knowing the size of it kind of the the feeling of it better than your opponents but I do think the home advantage is minimized for sure
1: okay that brings us to the end of our match day three preview plus home field advantage off-topic discussion Let's go back through the fixtures very quickly, because once again, I forgot to ask you for your outcome for every single one. I'm going to get better at this.
0: Okay, let's go through and just list our outcomes just as a recap.
1: Brighton United. United win. Crystal Palace, Everton. Everton win. West Brom, Chelsea.
0: Chelsea win. Please, God.
1: (laughs) Burnley, Southampton. Draw. Okay, Sheffield United leads.
0: Yeah, I'll go with a draw. It will not be scoreless.
1: Okay, heard it here first. <laughs> Spurs, Newcastle. Spurs win. Man City, Leicester.
0: Manchester City win.
1: West Ham, Wolves. Wolves win. Fulham, Aston Villa. Draw. Liverpool, Arsenal.
0: Narrow, Liverpool win
1: like one and a half goals to one something like that no i try to make these jokes and, <laughs> I, and I expect you to laugh but you never do it i get nervous
0: <laughs> i'm sorry
1: fraction joke That's
0: hilarious yeah wild
1: okay let's cut it off there before that gets out of hand <laughs>
0: Put everyone out of their misery.
1: Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Enjoy the games this weekend and we'll speak to you on
0: Monday. Enjoy.
1: If you enjoyed our show, subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter at Pod or our website, NutmeggedPodcast.com. Please rate and review the show to help other listeners find us. Cheers.